now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Listen, I don't know what your timestamp is, but let me tell you where I am. It is a early Tuesday morning. It's a little bit after 8 a.m. Just want to start giving you timestamps so that you understand um, if you know how how the day hits. Let me tell you how this day hits. This day, uh, yesterday is done. I, I had a great shutdown uh process had actually had a little bit of leisure at the end of the day it was monday so that meant it was ship day so that meant i had to go through some orders uh today being tuesday it's creation day and it's actually really my chill day in between getting busy for the rest of the week uh as you know what i do as far as on the creative side goes on through the weekend so monday is kind of like my friday okay if you if you want to relate Okay, Monday is like my Friday, like get it all done. The weekend is here. The weekend used to be Tuesday and Wednesday, but now I have a broadcast on Wednesday and I try to make sure that that's all that I have to do on Wednesday. Tuesday, um, I have to tie up all the loose ends, do a little bit of inventory. Um, I'm still trying to find a day to write because, you know, with uh, how to get out of bed, um, I get out of bed every day. So I kind of podcast about that every day even if it's just a few minutes just to not sit here and talk to myself but really work through some conversations you know that these are some of my first thoughts of the morning they're unscripted and we just kind of literally talk through hey listen the sun is up I don't hear the birds yet I'm, I'm quite early in fact uh, the dog is not even up. You'll hear him shake it off and come around the corner. I don't know if you guys can hear it through this mic that I use. And uh, I have a routine of getting out of the bed, making the bed, at least coming down the hall. And um, recording down here, sitting up. And, you know, having had a quiet moment prior to this, I also grab a glass of lemonade. Because as soon as I start talking, I want to, you know, you cough. Like, as soon as you go live streaming, everything itches. As soon as you start talking, you got to cough. But I find the lemonade, which is a uh, homemade, handmade, premium lemonade, seems to be somewhat of a cough suppressant, somewhat, <coughs> except for I need to clear my throat. All right. And uh, what I want to talk about, I don't have anything specific that I want to talk about. I am holding on to hold it on like dear life to a topic that we're going to talk about on Wednesday's episode of Leading Women Weekly. So I'm actually out here doing some reading and research. Um and I've just read an article when I'm in a writing mode, I try not to read a lot because sometimes what you consume can creep into what you have to do. And I want my thoughts to be as clear as possible, except sometimes you do have to read because a lot, you know, you need to know. And, uh, so having a moment before going live, I was looking at a platform. I wanted us to, I'm thinking about it. Um, adding the broadcast to and so I was scrolling through the timeline just to kind of see what filters in actually I was on LinkedIn and LinkedIn for me just seems to be one of the most difficult uh, platforms to use I, I, you, you just you you hear about it in certain circles and you don't hear about it in, in a lot of other circles um, so uh, I have um, a companion show that broadcast that streams over there and i'm like where do people watch is it just coming down the timeline linkedin is always seen to be one that has more walls than facebook like like i don't i just and i've been at this a very long time and i guess in you know people would love to say well you know it's a more of a job platform 
it's more of a career platform, you know, and saying like, you don't do the job, you don't do the career, but I still have the connections. And, and, and actually, as a matter of fact, at the end of last year, I went through and unconnected, unconnected myself with everybody. I mean, literally I cleared my connections because like it got, I got nothing from it. And I said, and I actually started my following, um, based on several businesses and topics as opposed to persons. I just don't find the whole person thing. It's like, cause mine was, it's the same people on all the other platforms. And of course, during the study of the top eight, it was like, well, Everybody that was on LinkedIn was pretty much on Facebook. Everybody. Even though they like to say, well, you know, they like to have that divide. Well, their per Facebook was their personal and then um, LinkedIn was their professional. And again, you know, but it's like, I see you, <laughs> you know, and the exchange is what it is. No. Uh, so therefore, I don't think I need you on two platforms. And so what I did, like I said, I, I got rid of all the connections. I then followed some hashtags. I followed some industries, you know, cause you could do that. You don't have to follow people. Um, cause, and then, you know, based on those. And then I, I you know what I did when I did that, I began to engage much, much more because when I got rid of all the other stuff, and started following industry, industry topics, industries and industry topics, uh, you know, the, the top tier, I want, I want, I don't want to say that the leaders, you know, the, of, of industries and so forth, there was more dialogue and more engagement in commenting on topics than there were on individual stuff, right? Because I mean, we are where we are, human behavior, human nature, whatever him and as disappointed as humans can be, it was just a disappointing platform in the probably what 10 years that we've had it. I don't know how long it's been over there. I mean, like I just went down my Facebook. One of the things I do on Facebook is I, I, I go in and look at the memories and I see how far back it go. And so I just went back eight years, uh, in memories on Facebook. And of course it goes back 11 years, but the last memory was eight years ago. And I love that because they helped set the tone of the day. I saw some pictures where there was a black girls code event. I saw pictures where, um, there was a, uh, engagement that I spoke at talking about some of the same things I have to come on these platforms today and reiterate, you know, so you get those reminders. I got those reminders. I don't know what link, I don't know how LinkedIn serves me or if I serve, other, I, I don't know that I serve anyone on there and I'm about serving. Um, and I don't find that I'm still trying to figure out what to put over there. Um, cause I will start rolling some stuff and then I'm like, Oh, just stop. Let it die out because the engagement is just not there. Um, unless it all goes down in the DM or, or again, if you're looking for a job or a career or anything like that. So, but like I said, now, um, beyond my timeline being polluted with the same posts that are on Twitter and the same posts that are on all these other platforms, um, I, it is really for me industry news. I mean, I went over there to look, I was looking for a stream that somebody does and I couldn't find it, but I found an article about, uh, city university of New York. I think it was, um, there's an initiative coming out to to assist black press and so i read that because you know my life's work has been undoing media apartheid and uh and it, it gave me the language one thing about reading 
reading gives you language and as well as a podcast. And I'm like, man, I wish that, wish it wasn't a podcast. Cause there were some things in there I would have loved to hear more so than having to read. It was quite lengthy, but it was definitely empowering. Um, because you want to, you want affirmation, you want confirmation, um, for what you're doing and fighting apartheid in media has been a single solitary uh, war that I have fought for a long time in saying that there's something not right in media and people it's so funny because people will say to me yeah we know it's not right but we just can't speak on it there are a lot of things I have been right about and people will say it's not that you're wrong we just can't speak on it and I didn't want that life of not speaking on stuff so I, I chose a, I chose an entirely alter alternate path uh and so glad to see other people are here like whoa oh you mean nothing else can fit under the rug oh you mean you can't get the lid on now you know uh so anyway uh but this particular university i think it's a city university uh new york and this initiative on black press is, is hailing out of new york um and they were talking about you know how um black press was always kind of hyper local or considered hyper local and all the labels put on it and all the labels that really should have been put on the buzzwords um that it should have been that that people in black press were deemed to have a bias because you're black and you work in black press and and the thing i never understand okay y'all didn't like push that right back at them like you're white, you work in white press or you're mainstream, you work in main press. There's a bias and there's a definite bias and it has, it has driven this country for centuries. Okay. Well, not even for centuries because media ain't been around that long. Okay. But I'm saying it's like, it's like the pushback. I'm that person. I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some pushback. And first thing I'm going to do is point out the hypocrisy that's coming out of your mouth. I'm like, I can't, it's the, the way that people have lived with hypocrisy and, and not fought back. I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I will never get it. I will never conform to it. I will never have a sense of covering. I'm never going to turn a cheek. I'm never going to, I'm never going to ignore it. I'm always going to say, that's wrong. <laughs> it is just so wrong. I mean, to p the point of needing an initiative now in black press, because something and it's needed. Let me tell you, it's needed because if that's how you're going, if that's how your organization is going to always be structured. It's needed. You need help. If you're going to always be in a position where you need help, take the help. I'm just going to take, cause you always at a position where you need help black press. So take the help. But cause I've been saying for the past five years of uh, trying to get out of, quote unquote press, uh, in the blogging industry and the influence industry, trying to, trying to get out of it. Um, I keep saying there's a renaissance happening and yeah, uh, George Floyd, <laughs> um, black lives matter. You know, I kept saying the last five years, it's like, there's a renaissance happening and black press is missing it. Black press is missing it. And now, you know, who it's like, and we saw all of this stuff going on and we couldn't even turn to black press to keep up with it because, and here's another thing that, that happened in this year. I'm trying to think, was it 2020? Um, I think 2020 at the onset of the award shows, when the award shows kicked off this year, um, black tree TV was a black tree, black tree TV. Uh, which has been around, you know, since the onset of video, online video, um, they called out 
Hollywood and say, hey, listen, you know, um, you know, in particularly black actors, because it's, it's, they cover Hollywood and premieres and, and award shows and so forth. And they show their position on the carpet. And I was, I guess, like, you're kidding me. You got to be kidding me. And they show their position on the carpet, the red carpet. And, and, you know, and that is, is such a key thing uh, of these red carpets and how they go down. They Not only do they show their position, they decide to turn, leave their cameras on and show not just the amazing clips they get of the people who do grant them interviews, but they decided to show how many people actually walk by, how many people actually ignore them, try not to make eye contact. They also show how many actors and act, I'm just going to use the word actors um, just for the sake of not having to say all everybody but they show how many actors wanted to interview with them but were pushed along by the PR and the publicists and so forth and so on they showed all of that you know of course I knew all that happened um which is why I never stayed with the carpet I'm like let me go let me just go because look like they just kind of lingering over here they at the coat check they at the smoke room you know when they come out they, they go in and say that stuff and they come out you know let me tell you you can get the best interviews and I don't know if people still smoking today and I hope they're not but coming up when I started you know if you couldn't get in where you fit in you can always go around to the smoke smoking door because they they popping out that smoke door to smoke because they can't stand that too long um or the coat check I remember the very first event when I once I find before I figured out um when I first started before I figured out like the whole credentialing process I would just show up I was like hey listen I'm this that and the other here's a new frontier I'm part of that new frontier da 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 and uh the very first event I showed up was one uh, honoring Muhammad Ali and I was like and I another event had uh issues letting press in they even though we had been invited uh so I said oh I forgot Muhammad Ali is coming to this hotel down down the street let me uh go down there see if I can just at least get a picture of him going in the hotel well when I got there early as I was I went on in the hotel and I saw the setup and uh they had a pretty professional setup believe it or not yes they did um I said believe it or not <laughs> no but I mean it was really it was really a top-notch event but it was still um not important enough for press outlets mainstream 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 was like okay whatever yeah they were even with Muhammad Ali they were um, and so I, I talked with the lady at the press table and they were like, Oh, we don't know. We don't know what the internet is. You know, they knew what the internet was. Cause there was one online, there was a boxing online, uh, thing there. And he recognized me or heard me say my, he didn't recognize me personally, but he heard me say, and he came, he said, I've heard about, I've heard about dryer bus. Cause you know, they were watching, you know, the frontier who's coming online and I'd come online and they had heard about it or seen it and so forth. And, uh, and not only that, everybody attending this thing, I pretty much knew and, and encountered before. And then to, of course, hyper local. So she told me to wait. And so I saw a chair and the chair was by the coat check. And I went and I sat down at the coat check and that, that wasn't my, this, I didn't know that would be the best place ever then, but I sat down and cause I was not properly dressed. Cause I, I was, I was dressed to go to a festival that was going on early that day. And, uh, so I wasn't in the gala 
dress, which means, you know, as a photographer, you need to be in all black. I was in some of the loudest colors ever. In fact, I was in overalls because earlier that day I covered a march. And then, and, and two, you know, going out and covering festivals I had on overalls because overalls have all these different pockets, you know, you have to carry all of this different stuff. So I, um, and, and during that time, shoot, I think we were still using film in the camera. Okay. Yeah. I go back way back. And so I'm sitting at the coat check and you know, people are coming in that I've covered before. I mean, I'm a native in this city. And so I recognize all of them and some of them recognize me. And there's a lot of conversation going on. What are you doing over here? Why are you over here? <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm kind of banned from the event, but what are you doing over here? And, and so the, the pub, um, media person, and they were from out of town. They weren't from, they weren't local. They were from out of town. Um, they were of course, you know, working for the Muhammad Ali, uh, I think I know at the time th this event was pretty much a fundraiser uh, award type event um, was actually raising money for the Muhammad Ali Center that was getting ready to open break ground or something like that and uh, so the you know it was a really upscale I hate to use the word upscale but it was upscale so I mean like all of the top 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 a list uh, do you want to call them a list I don't know but anyway everybody was there so I'm sitting there, um, and you know, people are coming in and these people, these are people knowing that, you know, she takes really good photos and she takes a lot of photos. We will make this publication, even though, even if we don't make the mainstream pub, we're going to make this publication. So they would take their coats off and they would pose right there for me. But then it's like, wait, she's over there getting all those great pictures and there's no, uh, step and repeat, you know, there's no logos, no, none of this. So then finally, uh, after leaving me sitting there for an hour and pretty much their full arrival of everyone, the media person comes over and she says, okay, I'm going to escort you back, but we're going to have to rush through because you're not dressed. I'm like, oh, I know, and I'm sorry, and I appreciate it. I don't think I apologize. I appreciate it. So I, I got, and I've told this story all the time. Um, so I get escorted back. That's when I realized, I was like, mm, do I want to even want to go back there now? Because, you know, I've kind of got everybody. But, yeah, I want to go back there. But understanding, got a lot of stuff at the coat check to finish off that story. Uh, so, but. Being diligent and waiting around, feeling, you know, like I can wait. I ain't got nowhere to go. This is Atlanta. We ain't got but one or two events going on in this city at a time. So I do get escorted back. Not only do I get escorted back, I get escorted to this press room. I get escorted to, I don't even want to call it a press room. I get escorted to a presentation room. And in the presentation room, you know, of course, everybody's looking like, okay, what's with those overalls? We're all here in ball gowns. I mean, literally, like it was a black tie event, okay? And so I'm in these overalls. So I kind of get escorted and told, you know, kind of just, you know, be out of the out of the way sure i'm just gonna hang out because i'm just witnessing how this thing works because i'm learning right i don't know this stuff and uh there's an artist in there and this art a couple of artists i think it was two one of which i know very well to this day not know very well to this day we're one of which i'm connected to i'm using that word connected honey i am being i am i am changing honey uh one one of which i am respectfully connected to to this day um and they were, they had these paintings that they were going to present to Muhammad Ali. The Muhammad Ali got rest his soul. Um, and so at a, 
at before the event, which was going on across the hall in the ballroom, I got a chance to actually, she took me into the ballroom to grab a couple of photos because clearly, you know, as a photographer, everybody's trying to get me to take photos. She want to make sure, well, let's make sure she get the right photos. So prior to them ushering everybody into the ballroom, I got to go in. I got to go in a couple of times. Um, they were coming and get me and say, Hey, we're coming. You, you need, you want, you want this shot. You want that shot. Hey, I, I can take you and do this. You know, it the respect came. I'll put it that way. Not even the respect accent. I'm not going to say the respect because I wasn't disrespected, you know, because I wasn't appropriately dressed. It was a black tie event. So I don't want to say that there was anything like that, but, um, uh, the access came more and more. So, Lo and behold, they ush they bring Muhammad Ali and his family in to this presentation room to make the presentation of the art. And there's also uh, a feed there where you can watch what's going on in the ballroom. So therefore, I was able to, you know, record Muhammad Ali, di who who at that time didn't speak much, decided to make a statement, a very small uh, statement, few words, statement, a few words, but the best words you ever heard in your life. He said the best for last and uh so i got a chance while i was not in the ballroom at that time i got a chance to record it and he said uh the reason i'm so popular and i don't want to say it like muhammad ali but you know he he struggled through it but he said the reason i'm so popular is because i did things that people would not do and i said things that people would not say and he said one more thing after that but he had me at that and I promised that I would be that person because that's the person people are going to know him for the rest of his life, you know, and not as much. Yes, for his 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 power powers, his power in the in the boxing ring, but also the decisions that he made and, and the and the light, living his life public and uh, and standing up for what he believed and so forth and. Those people who do that, those are the ones that we remember. Those are the ones that shape shift this world. You know, that's an icon. I'm going to forever remember that day. Not only because of that, because prior to saying that, this man, as I tried to hide in obscurity in that room and, and hoping to be invisible at all these people in these ball gowns and tuxedos and he from a tuxedo walks right up to me and this woman in this corner over here in these overalls like what's going on here and motioned to my camera for me to lift my camera and then proceeded to give me no words spoken y'all no the man didn't say anything he literally walked parted the crowd walks over to me and I'm having a moment like I'm like wait motions for me the cameras hanging around my neck to lift my camera and then gave me his iconic pose and anybody that has ever seen a photograph of Muhammad Ali if you've ever had a chance to photograph Muhammad Ali is the one where he's about to throw a punch <laughs> And I'm a new photographer, and yes, I got that punch. It is hella out of focus, okay? But I got it because I had no idea. I'm like, listen, in the moments, he literally like he literally like motioned for me to lift my camera. Uh, I grab, grab, lifted the camera and and began to try. And here come the punch right at me, uh, and it not not fast, but you know he just held his fist out, and there he was. And of course, any photographer would have known where to focus, you know. And I'm like, I'm on autofocus. I don't know how to get this thing focused. I'm brand new at this, and being my own photographer, my dad uh, had been my photographer 
um, at some of these early events. And, uh, and I've tried to learn as much as I could. And I have over time. And so far, I learned how to use autofocus. Um, but I do have those pictures. And not only that, after that, like a few others in the room, after me, uh, I did get a hug and kiss. And if you follow on my timeline, you've seen me share that picture. Uh, and I do share it uh, on various anniversaries of many of the milestones that Muhammad Ali left us with. But, you know, we're at 20. I haven't given you guys a timestamp, but we're at 2343 into this. And uh, but I say all that to say, you know, look at how many times and, and you don't know this, but how many times in that day I could have said this, nothing, none of this is like working out. I should just give up. There were so many moments in that day to simply give up. I think I hear the dog. When did he roll in here? He did. He done rolled in here and snored. Um, so many times in that day of which I could have could have given up. Um, going to the first event and then being told, you know, well, we're not letting anybody in. You know, no more press. We've already given out enough. Literally, they said they've given out enough free tickets. They're not letting press in. Uh, and so I was like, okay, I could have gone home. I could have said, man, this is not, this just does not work. You know, this does not work. I'm not going to have a story for tomorrow. I'm not going to have anything to post. Dryer buzz. I'm just not. This is just not. And, I, but yet, I always had. Not a, not necessarily a plan B. It's like I, I I came out today to get a story. Let me just go find a story, and uh and like I said, I went there just hoping to to get a, a photo of you know the a limousine pulling up whatever vehicle he arrived in and and them going into because it was he it was his literally his not want to say the entire family Lali was there with her first husband I believe um and some other you know and every in fact I mean I have photos of all these people that were there and luckily for me because like I said this was in the film era uh using putting film in your camera what i did was i ended up making a, a slideshow and a video and so forth and very lucky for me because i did put it on a multiple platforms i didn't lose it because you know we had the issue with GoDaddy when, when GoDaddy was hacked to hell and a lot of people lost their sites and then of course they ended up the employees that they have weren't able to fix it um luckily i had i i did a um um, slideshow and had it on YouTube and some other some other places. So and then of course you know and plus it was because it was out in Google and all those kind of things. And then to um, just doing enough to protect your work, you know. So um, hopefully it's something we'll always have. It's on my phone right now. It's on every version of hard drive I've got sitting around <coughs> and so forth uh, and publish here and there. You know, and say that. Put your stuff on, on varying platforms. That's why people say, you know, when new platforms come, go get your name and put some content on there. So it's there. Um, and here's one of the things I'm really excited about. Um, what I've done, because when I think about John Lewis, um, this week, this the last two weeks, you know, we lost two amazing greats. Um, and my career here in Atlanta of being an influencer in Atlanta, um, I had, and, and not even, I, I, I know, I have to say the word influencer because that's the term of the day, but being a blogger, new media, easy, all those different things going all the way back, having had the chance to interview, interview and, and capture uh, John Lewis and C.T. Vivian and having that to share in my uh, from my archives. Uh, is amazing and then in some of the some of the some of the great men and women uh, that have shape shifted this world you know done just 
one little they decided that they would get out of bed it starts there talk with john i asked john lewis like you know how'd you get out of bed that day you know you had you talk about this backpack you know that backpack he everybody knows in the march he had on a backpack now let me tell you these people out here running around with these backpacks and these march while this black on uh they're not legit okay so be mindful they're not they're not the new john lewis these people are destroying the movement Right, the back people with the backpacks on today, they're out there destroying the movement. But this young man um, going out there with Hosea Williams and 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 young twenty something, and I'm just going across. We're going to go and march to register to vote for voting. It was for voting that they did that, and not for. Let me not leave you there because that's what that's what they leave us at today. It wasn't for vote. They were they needed to vote so they could stop dying. These marches kept taking place because people were dying. People were. Let me not leave you there. People weren't just dying; they were being murdered. They marched across that bridge. Don't let them leave you at vote. They marched across that bridge because black communities were being destroyed. Black communities were unsafe. Black communities were being destroyed by white people. Let me not leave you there. Okay? They were being destroyed by, let me, I'm not even going to say racism. White people, white men, women, and children had a license to destroy, a license to kill at will. A license to disrupt the economy, a license to cause the desolation of bodies. So when you think about it's not just vote, because it's it's even it's more than that. Because even with the right to vote, you've gotta you've gotta make sure that the right people are educated. You gotta make sure the right people are on the ballot. You gotta make sure the right people are empowered. There's so much encompassed in that word vote. Don't stop there. And the in John and John Lewis and C.T. Vivian and Dr. King and, and Hosea Williams and all of these people I've had, not Dr. King because I was only two years old, but I had a chance to shadow and, and sit and talk with Hosea Williams. You know, uh, in fact, I used to volunteer in his office. Uh, trying to help, trying to uh, bring, using some of the technology, early, earlier technology, you know. Um, uh, Ali Pat, you know. I mean, I mean, I when I started, one oh, the only reason I became a blogger because I had all these stories that I could tell, and there's there are many of them now saying, "Hey, listen, don't stop. There's still more to talk about." You know, I didn't, I didn't start story. Cause damn, I blogged everyone before that, and I it, it it's exhausting. It's exhausting because when you stop at just get out of bed and go vote, and don't understand, you need to vote to end the you vote to end atrocities. We live in America, okay? It's cute, but there are some atrocities. There is an ongoing war on this land. I remember growing up, there was this saying. Um, that there's never been a war on American soil. Like, like they would say, have you say that just to convince you? And I'm like, I'm sorry. There's, do you see all these fatalities around us? There's always war on American soil. It's just not coming from another, another country. It's just not coming from other. It's, it's coming from us. We've been warring on American soil from day one. 
and for some of the worst reasons ever. So getting out of bed, okay, I if I if I might take don't get out of bed today, because that's what's going on out here. That's what's going on out here. So yes, we got to get ready to go and vote. Well, you guess what? You vote every. I wish I could tell you you just vote every every two years and every four years. Special elections. This John Lewis just died in office, and we're we're still trying to figure out like why in office, and then they got to have a special election, and then there's an election after that. There's a special election. And then there's an election. And whoever gets elected the special election, they got to then either, they want then. In fact, these words were uttered. That person that gets in on the special election has to be a person that's, will, that's not going to run. So they can then get a person into that seat, right? Because all this is conversation that's going on. Or even if that person that gets in under the special election, if they run, they're only going to be in there for, what, two, was it two years? Don't they run every two to four years? I got to find out because some of them run every two years, some of them run every four, and it, it ain't even something that I, I, I know off the top of my head like that. I got to figure that out um, because I know it's a lot of elections. I think that one's every, I want to say every four, four or every two. I don't know. It's one or the other. Um, but Obviously, once they get in, they get reelected and reelected and reelected because you never see people going in and out of Congress. They get in there and they're in there forever, forever. Term limits. We need. We actually do have term limits, though. You know, when you, when you, if you like me, a little bit. Oh my God, we're over all this. If you like me, watch Hamilton and finally understood. <laughs> finally understood a little bit more. They said, "Why not?" Because we're from the School of Rock generation. School. School of Rock, is that what it was? Uh, rock Generation. Put it to a song, we'll get it, right? So if you're like me, you you finally understand how that stuff works. I mean, the the fact that we don't have a monarchy, uh, who thank God. But still, we got we got some people running around here that we might as well. They've been in office forever to death, do them part, and not to say that about John Lewis, but I guess it was the case. Because he was still in office, and uh, and there was lots of conversation over the years, like who are they grooming? And that particular generation, they weren't about they weren't about grooming. They weren't about passing torch, even though they themselves were groomed. Even though they themselves, you know, and I don't know. As a matter of fact, they weren't groomed. They picked people, you know, who who they admired and inspired. But we just considered consistently, and I and I guess it's just the American way because of how America was founded. You know, everybody feel like if they had a hard time, then everybody after them should have a hard and difficult time even though we say and pretend like you know we're trying to help each other do I really want you to get out of bed I really do want you to get out of bed I really do want you to use how I got out of bed as a means to get out of bed that's why I do this podcast but look there's a bunch of people out there wake up every day and don't even won't even tell you how they did there's a bunch of people out there that are um, um, reaching all kind of heights and don't even tell you how they climbed up there. What was the first, I see you up there. What was the first step? Where did you, where, where, where did you, where did you land the first step? Okay. How about five steps in, right? I'm here to tell you, I'm here to share with you. I know others don't want to share. And even if you do find your way behind them, they know they didn't leave you any breadcrumbs. They get mad. We're going to talk about that 
this week. And, uh, we're we're going to follow through that uh, across platforms. Uh, but definitely, listen, you know, I got to get out of here because I done took you for 35 minutes. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you found this on your timeline, my timeline, a friend's timeline, or it just came up because it says, hey, this may be related to what you're going through. Thank you for swiping on in. If you made it this far, uh, go ahead and hit the follow button. That way you'll get the next episode. If you want to know how I really and truly got out of bed, uh, there's a 90 day series where I, I did these for 90 straight days. And we also did some journaling with it to kind of explain and, and find what we needed in order to get out what I needed to get out of bed. I did it out loud and in public and uh, others are using it and I love the fact that I can share it with those who because we, we we might experience these things that hopefully at different times you know if you're not here yet you know somebody is here there's also somebody that's been through it and and trying to look for the language and figure out how they made it some of us are really asking like how did I make it through that how am I making it today and there are people who are looking at you want to know, dang, how are you making it? Especially those that might have tried to destroy you. But there's a will within you to live. There's a will within you to keep going. Today is just one more of those days. Let's just keep willing it. And let's just keep going. And uh, and you'll get, like me, be able to talk for 30 minutes on just a, a memory of something that you pushed through. One of those days that you really got out of bed and you pushed through and and just did it y'all and shaped and shifted the world and shifted the world i hope you have some days like that all right uh you know that any and all things that we do we do them because we are powered by dryerbus.com which we have been since 2002 we also now shop dryerbus.com where we have a bookstore uh, where i've written down some of this stuff you can go and check it out uh, and then also we have the new soap store uh, where we became a soap maker here in quarantine after going to soap school. So you can definitely check that out. And then also um, w- let's check out our podcast, our broadcast on Wednesdays and Sundays. And we're also going to do on the first Wednesday, we're going to do it in prime time. So because we're afternoons, but it's leading women weekly. It's our weekly check in. It airs Wednesdays at 1:30. If you need it at a convenience, you want listen to it on demand it, there is a podcast channel there's a podcast yeah podcast channel i guess i should say for leading women weekly you can check that out we're also looking for great guests if you are leading women leading woman or leading man you want to come chit chat with some women about what we're earning what we're learning and the topics that we are burning through okay so definitely come and uh, check that out um like i said this week after this podcast we'll be talking about uh, ghosting We'll be talking about ghosting. Yeah, we're going to break that down. And uh, and particularly as it relates to women. You know, why are women always ghosting each other as opposed to full-on uh, collaborating, coming together, and understanding? Why are we? Why do we get mad at some things? We're going to talk about that. Uh, also, let me see. I think that, that's pretty much it for now. Uh, oh, I do have a Twitter talk going on where I'm re- reiterating some of the things uh, in the books that I've authored that talk about using social media for a business, especially now in the global pandemic. Uh, there is great opportunity, great and amazing opportunity at uh, at this point. So there's a carnival thing open, fun spot. There's one in Atlanta, new theme parks. 
I got to check that out because everybody's trying to get out and find something to do. I would definitely love to get out and go fly around in a, in a go-kart. Um, all right, do this. Throw back those covers. Get you, figure out what are, just two things, just two things. One thing and then do a second thing. And that's how you're going to get out of bed. And then you do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Do me one favor though. Have yourself a great day and go check out. Go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.